Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. All right, and we're back. Welcome, everybody, to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We're glad to have you all here. Glad to have you all back on this beautiful day. Man, I tell you yes, what. Yes, sir. So when you were sending me these Zencaster invites, Aaron, I kept hitting refresh and refresh and refresh on my inbox. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I thought, you know what? I wonder if they're going into my spam box. And sure enough, they were. They were going right into my <laughs> spam box. So. And I wonder if in the past when I have had trouble receiving them, if they're actually just going into my spam box. I never thought to think there because most of the time they come in my inbox. So I marked them as not spam yeah. and they went to my inbox because when they're in spam, I can't click on the link. But when they're in the inbox, I can't. So anyway, that was part of the issue. Golly. Well, that's all right. At least we're on here now. And uh, yeah. So, you know, it gave me time to look at, um, it, it, well, what it did is it gave me time to second guess whether or not we finished chapter six or not. Cause now today we're going into chapter seven and uh, I hadn't really looked at the end of chapter six until now. You know, I, I don't know. I can't remember if we finished it. We've had so many last week's episode was amazing. I loved it. Oh, with it Michael awesome. Lacey. And it was uh, fantastic. We need to we need to have him yeah, we need to have him on more often, don't we? Oh, I 100% agree. He was he was fun to talk to. Uh he was just natural flowing. It was great. I mean, he was just a fun guy to talk to and 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 not only that, he fulfilled Aaron's dreams by uh by by singing yeah. on <laughs> podcast now we won't say what he what he's saying because y'all have to hear that but uh aaron's dreams before are uh are fulfilled well, they would have already heard it by now <laughs> well that's true i forgot about that I, okay you know so we're because yeah we we do um we are ahead of things so uh we have to talk like it had already recorded past so tense. anyway yeah <laughs> <clears throat> past tense there you go Oh man. So yeah. Um, you know, there's one thing that I wanted to bring up and, uh, Marshall, did you know that, um, Ashley and I are, have started our training for MMA? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with, it starts with it at night. Um, the kids are helping us train at night cause, um, we got, the crap beat out of us last night by two of our youngest kids in the bed with us. Um, <laughs> got plenty of kicks to the stomach and uh, elbows to the head. So, yeah, I think uh, we have officially started our MMA training. <laughs> well, you got to love that. That's uh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming the best way to learn that uh, one-on-one uh, hand, hand defense is uh, with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they are—they are just 
they're wild. We can't get them to stop coming in. I'll carry them back. And then a couple hours later, here they are again to beat us up even more. My goodness. You're just going to have to put a lock on the door and just kick them out for good. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Hold on just a second here. Oh, man, that's some good stuff. Okay, <sighs> I'm about to mm-hmm. I'm about to make all those yuppies extremely happy right now. Because um, what I'm drinking tonight is, Uh-oh. yep, I'm going to knock their socks off. I'm drinking a Lotus plant-based energy drink. You know that, oh, we just got it in the mail today. And um, so any, any of you guys out there um, either work for Lotus or want to send us even more Lotus energy drinks and stuff like that, um, it's, it's really good. Have you ever had Lotus energy? I have never even heard of Lotus energy. Um, what does it taste like? <laughs> um, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's plant it's a plant based energy. So um yeah, it's it's really good. So I, I guess it's better than whatever energy drink that you'd get at the store, but uh yeah, I told you. All those hippies are are applauding right now that I'm drinking a plant based energy drink. <laughs> well, I can add to that um making them happy by saying that my wife is vegan. Now she does um uh, she, she eats meat occasionally, but for the most part, she just does vegan type mm-hmm. meals. And most of our dinners are a vegan style meal. Now, you know, we still have meat. Uh, like I said, from time to time, I eat meat way more than she does. Um, speaking of meat, man, yesterday at work, we had this delicious meal for lunch. It was our, uh, maybe it was our first quarter, second, I think it was our first quarter uh, uh, safety lunch. Oh man, it was so good. We had mm-hmm. baked potatoes. We had a salad. I mean, a steak. And this wasn't no little steak. I mean, this thing was huge and it was thick. I only ate half of it. And uh, we had <laughs> this peach isn't the cobbler, first time apple th- cobbler. This, this happens like every year. Well, yeah, we do. Well, there's there's four quarters in a year, so we do this four times a year. Um, and that's this is separate from <sighs> our my own lunches that I do that I have with the uh, part of the company that I work for. So, uh, dude, they are, uh, they feed us well. Mm -hmm. They're fattening me up. Uh, but it was really, really good food and I can never eat it all because it's so much food. So I eat half of it, bring the rest home. And I'm actually Mm -hmm. supposed to bring some to my dog, which actually is in here with me today. Uh, she's just laying on the ground snoozing. Uh, Nice. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) So there's one thing, there's one thing that I learned from, um, the past podcast. You know, I did that podcast with, uh, Jared, uh, with pursue main, uh, pursuit of manliness podcast. And, um, yeah. it was awesome. Cause it was in the morning and, uh, I was able to sit here. I like, I like having coffee. Yeah. I, I enjoyed being able to have a coffee while on the podcast. And that being said, and, you know, I had to go with this Lotus energy drink because, hey, you know, we we need more coffee on this podcast. Don't you agree, Marshall? Uh, you know, when, when you when you mentioned coffee, all I can think of is we have got to find ourselves a sponsor that makes our coffee that will send us some so we can enjoy some delicious 
scrumptious, fresh roasted, freshly ground coffee on this <laughs> podcast. So if there's anybody out there that wants to send us some of your best coffee, and we will talk up a storm because Aaron and I love coffee. I drink coffee every day, two or three cups of coffee a day, probably. And on I, the weekends, I mean, all the time. I drink a pot. Oh, a pot. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I drink I drink a pot of coffee every day. And if I had if I had more of it, I would drink more than just a pot a day. But here's the thing. Here here's what I want everybody listening cuz I it's funny that you say that Marshall about a sponsor and uh we need to secure we are seriously lacking a sustainable uh a sustainable supply of coffee. And not only that, Marshall, I got to I've been using this uh, beard oil from Young Living when we were uh, doing that whole uh, we still do, like doing essential oils and all that. But um, I didn't use the. I just recently started using the beard oil again and uh, I'm I'm about out. So here's what I'm going to do. If you guys uh, run a company, a beard oil company, because we're just a couple of bearded brothers. Right, Marshall? Oh yeah, Fosha, I love me some good beard oil. <laughs> yeah, we need some. We need some uh, some beard products. We need some coffee, and hey, I can't believe that I'm getting ready to do this, Marshall. Because, um, but we, we people need to know where to send them. So I'm just gonna put it right now, right out on the air. PO Box ninety two, Grangeville, Idaho, eight three. Five three zero. Send send that stuff there. If if we receive a package in the mail with either coffee, beard oil, the combination, whatever, you guys will be a sponsor at least, depending on how much you send, of course. Um, at least for a couple of episodes while we're drinking it. When is that? A, that's a pretty good deal, isn't it, Marshall? I think that's a great deal. I mean, you know, coffee, beard oil. I mean, you you can't you can't come up with a better combination for a man. Than a good cup of warm coffee and some good smelling beard oil that I can caress all up in my beard and get that beard nice and smooth and silky. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I put beard oil in my beard every single morning and it smells so good. And I've been through so many different types of beard oils. I just got a new one. It's called Montana something. I got it from Natural Grocers and it is a good smelling mm-hmm. vanilla something. Man, it's good stuff. My wife liked it at first. Now she's kind of like, meh. But hey, I love it. This stuff smells delicious. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, talk about that towards the end of the uh, of the podcast. But I'll I'll tell you the address again at the end of the podcast in case you missed it. Another thing that I'm looking to switch up, Marshall, is the fact that I, I kind of want to go back to uh, telling people where to go and stuff at the end of the podcast. So I, I'd kind of like to get away from that pre recorded junk and. Uh, and just get back into that because there's a lot of things that are kind of changing and everything. And I don't feel like recording another one of those things. So we're going to get back into just talking about that at the end of the episode. I like it, but definitely. Yeah. I mean, we will, I would be, I, I think I could safely say Marshall that if we got sent goodies, you know, eventually that we could review them right here on the podcast I'll rub some of that beard oil on mine right here on the podcast. I'll let you know what it what it's like. 
Oh yeah. I mean, most definitely. And then we'll, we'll take pictures and we'll put it on all of our social media platforms. And I may even take a little video and throw it up on the old Facebook or Instagram or whatever you <laughs> want to put it on. And Hey, there you go. You got some quality, some quality advertising. Doesn't get any better than that. Hey, there ain't nothing like Aaron putting a little bit of beard oil in his beard in a video. Come on now. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know, I've noticed though, Marshall, that there are some, uh, there's beard growth oil. Now that would be pretty cool too. You know, there's, now there's just oil for moisturizing the skin up underneath, but then there's uh, beard growth oil that I've seen uh, ads for here lately. Yeah, there's even pills you can take to help with your beard that's full of, I guess, vitamins and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's nah, all sorts of I don't beard do that. butters. No, I yeah, I want to stay away from the pills unless it's all natural, like vitamins and minerals of some sort. But I mean, there's beard butters and beard oils and beard straighteners and beard combs and beard everything out there. And we want it on <laughs> this podcast now. That's right. We seriously need we, we seriously need a sponsor. So there you go, guys. We'll we'll talk about we'll give you that address again at the end of the podcast. But um, what's next here, Marshall? I, I know last week we've missed. Um, we're recording this just after Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. Which, of course, now when this airs, it'll be two weeks past Valentine's Day. But uh, did you do anything special? You know, we didn't go too extravagant this year, which I guess, you know, we, were, we really never do. But we stayed home. Uh, my wife made some shrimp Alfredo, which we mm-hmm. just finished up today. So it lasted about three days. And it was delicious, as usual. And uh, she made me um, like homemade fortune cookies and made her own little fortunes. And then she made these homemade nice. uh, pastries, uh, like Pop-Tarts, essentially. And dude, they were so, so good. She got up with mm-hmm. me at 530 in the morning uh, last week and, and she gave them to me. And I, I I got her some bath bombs and, you know, wrote her a nice long note and everything. So it was really nice. We really enjoyed it. Had a good day and uh, just stayed home and just kind of relaxed at the house. But uh, we didn't go out and, you know, go do a bunch of stuff. What'd y'all do? Nice. Uh, not a whole lot of much, but you know, it, uh, we don't necessarily celebrate it. Ashley is not a huge fan of Valentine's day, but of course, um, every, every woman likes flowers. And so I, I, I try and, uh, I try and get her flowers, uh, regularly on a Valentine's day, just because it, uh, is cliche and, um, I thought it, it, it's funny because she doesn't necessarily, because it is cliche, she doesn't like it. But, um, then again, the funny part, it, it's funny because she really does like flowers too. So, um, she knows I love her. I don't need a special holiday to let her know that I love her. I love her year round, which is the little note this year on the little bit of flowers that I got for, um, it says, uh, I, I, I put, I love you year round on it. <laughs> you know, Valentine's Day isn't a huge thing to me. I think it's more of a of a bigger deal to my wife. Um, I like it, but uh, you know, if if uh, I didn't do anything for it, I really wouldn't care. For me, it's you know, to me, it's like you said, Valentine's Day. We should be being that loving 
gift giving throughout the year. It shouldn't just be on Valentine's Day. We should be getting flowers and stuff. And I do periodically. I'll go and get flowers for my wife occasionally. Not all the time, but every now and again, I'll pop in with some random flowers mm-hmm. and, and give them to her. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she, though, Ashley, okay, we'll take a quick break real quick. Be right back. Okay, we're back. All we're right. Back. So, okay, Marshall. So, what I was saying earlier, <laughs> what I was saying was, uh, now, Ashley, she likes to do chocolate-covered strawberries on Valentine's Day. This year, the kids didn't want that, so we had um, strawberry shortcake, which, let me tell you, was amazing because it was, uh, she got this, I don't know, chocolate mocha or mocha something or another, uh whipped cream that goes on the top and then she shaved some uh white chocolate over the over the top of the whole thing oh my gosh was it delicious <laughs> it sounds good sounds delicious. really good man i tell you Aaron, i don't think you and i are ever going to be thin boys our wives took to cook too well <laughs> that's right <laughs> but going back to the flowers now here take this you you do you still do a little bit of driving around well at well you work so I I do a lot of driving yeah. um, with my job my full time job and uh, I like to pick flowers in the spring just kind of periodically out of the blue I'll see some that look cool on the side of the road it's not um, uncommon to see me uh, pull off on the side of the road run up a hill pick a bunch of flowers and then have like a little bouquet <laughs> when I come home in the springtime. <laughs> so there you go oh yeah it's always something and you don't have to buy them because i'm i'm cheap yeah they're free exactly my my wife and i we did uh (laughs) um it's been a couple years but there was a bunch of uh blue bonnets and indian paintbrushes with blue bonnets are the texas state flower and you can't pick them it's illegal which we didn't pick any um Mm -hmm. but we stopped on the side of the road and i think it's a texas tradition to stop on the side of the road when you see yeah, when you see blue bonnets, stop and take pictures. So we we did that one year and uh, took a bunch of pictures in them and stuff. But I kind of do the same thing sometimes. I'll sit there and pick up flowers occasionally uh, and, and bring them home during the spring. Awesome. All right, all right. So we're we're far enough into this, Marshall. We we need to get into this into this topic for tonight. We're in Luke chapter seven. Um. So let let's let's hit the ground running. What do you say? Let's go for it. So I want to I want to kind of put this out here. It, it's funny how God works and how you know I, I kind of been trying to get into this men's study on Wednesday nights, and we're going through James and what is the at least the first part of James is talking about faith and what are we going to look at here in chapter seven is we're looking at. Just the almost the whole chapter. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say, Marshall, that the whole chapter is about faith, about having faith. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all about faith. So hold on a second. Let me. In actuality, let me go back here and take a look here. Um, yeah, you guys are going to hear story and story, situation after situation of. Uh, 
a lot of good faith stories and encounters. A lot of good Jesus encounters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, let's see here. Um, I don't know. I was looking in. I was looking in James to kind of kick us off into Luke chapter seven, uh, but I I just didn't I didn't prepare I didn't prepare that well, of course, for um, to supporting text on on this. But um, I had a buddy of mine send me a text uh, today that's in the men's group with me, and he says, "Topic of today is faith. Have a good day, brother." I was like, "Yeah." It is. We're we're getting ready to talk about faith. <laughs> and he was researching faith too. I just I, I I don't know why it always surprises me that how God uh God's timing is, is just is perfect yeah. and how it is obviously meant to be, you know. Oh yeah. So this this first part of chapter seven, Marshall, we're looking at we're gonna see this Roman centurion. He's uh, obviously had this slave of his in the in his household for a really long time, uh, long enough so that he cares enough about this uh, about this slave that um, he gets sick. And so, what does he do? He's he's we've been watching Jesus this whole time. Uh, doing miracles and traveling around. So of course the word has been spreading about uh, that Jesus can. And okay. So we're looking at one, a Gentile, a, a Roman. So mm-hmm. he's a, uh, he in there in the Jewish eyes, he's an uh, oppressor, but no. we're going to see, we're going to see this guy's faith in the fact that he, okay. So he, he sends these Jewish elders to Jesus. We'll we'll start there. Yeah. He sends these Jewish elders to Jesus to ask him to come save the life of this of his slave. Um and so they they meet up with Jesus and uh and they say he is worthy. So he is obviously highly regarded amongst everybody he's he's in, been in contact with and um he's this slave has built our synagogue um are are they talking about okay so we're I'm kind of looking at verse 4 I'm kind of looking at verse four when they reached Jesus. So that's like, uh, let's back up to three. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders uh, to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. So I don't know when we get to verse four, they must be talking about the, the Jewish elders. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it said when they came to Jesus talking about the, the Jewish, the, the Jewish elders, uh, when, when, they, when they came to him, that's yeah. So yeah, they're, 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 Referring to them, right? Okay, so, um, all right. So let's let's take another break real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll get into that. Okay, hold on, just a second. All right. Okay. All right. So, um, we're back. So we're talking about the Jewish elders. They they they, they reach Jesus. And they're saying, they're pleading for Jesus to come. He is worthy for you to do this for him. And then it's because he loves our nation and he built us our synagogue at his own expense. Now, I, I guess what I'm having trouble uh, determining is whether or not these they're still talking about the slave or that uh, they're talking about this 
Roman centurion that that it did he build the synagogue or did this slave? Uh, let's see. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus so originally it was the centurion talking about his servant or the, it was the centurion's servant whom his master value valued highly. So his master valued the centurion servant highly. Um, and so it was the servant that was sick. Uh, let's see. I'm just kind of browsing through this. Just I got kind it. Of understanding. I, I, I want to say he's talking about that servant, but I don't know because in, in the little sub notes in the down here, it says the Roman government regarded synagogues as a val- as valuable because of their moral emphasis helped maintain order. So maybe they were talking about uh, the master then, like being the Roman, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. I guess that's, you know, I guess we're, I guess we're just getting a little too deep in it. But the, the idea that we're getting here is like, so now Jesus starts going with them. And, uh, it, you know, he sends friends to Jesus, says, do not trouble yourself any further. He He comes to the realization that, we're talking still we're talking now about the centurion that he is not worthy which what 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 can we take away from that in our in our modern time from from this little bit of text is that none of us are worthy of jesus to say uh, you know for jesus to save us Mm -hmm. so you know this guy has never had an interaction with jesus before and he's always he's already uh, recognizing the fact that he is not worthy for Jesus yeah. to perform this miracle for him, but then well, even to have know, him under his own, we're roof. on the topic of faith. Exactly. So he he goes and points out the fact that, um, well, okay, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. So he he's uh, he doesn't even want him. He's I'm not worthy to have you even in my own house, but I have faith in you enough so that. You can heal him just by speaking. He, so he is recognizing the fact that Jesus is, is creator, you know, that he has control over the whole universe, that even his words uh-huh. can can heal from afar. Yeah. And so then, so then Marshall, he goes into saying that uh, he is, he, he's going to kind of give Jesus an analogy as far as like, I'm a... I also am a man subject to authority with soldiers under me. So he's pointing out the fact that he he has he can tell his soldiers to do what he, and they to do something and they will do it at his command. And mm-hmm. and even his slave to do this and he does it. So he's making a point that um he's just driving home the fact that Jesus can make that command without even being anywhere near it. Anywhere near Yeah. uh the slave or the sick person. You know, there's a, if y'all watch just a little side note, if y'all watch the, the chosen series that's going on right now, there's, I want to say it's in season two. There's an episode where Jesus and some of his disciples are staying at a house and they're laying in bed and Jesus does something for somebody. And I can't remember all the details or who it was, but he does something for somebody. And he's not even with that person. He's in a completely different house, laying in a bed and and does something for an individual not even being present. So mm-hmm. Jesus can do anything anywhere anytime. He doesn't have to be 
right here with you, right? I mean, he's always with us, but he doesn't have to be right there with you. He could be anywhere. Hence, he's omnipresent, right? So, yep. Yep. And so, of course, you know, Jesus knows everything. He knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. He knows, and and yet, this man's faith still amazed him enough that he turns around to the people that are... um, that are following him. He's like, Hey, not even in the whole, in all of Israel, have I seen faith as much as this guy? Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have to, he was just, uh, cause I, I liked how, you know, it says in verse nine there. Now, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. Mm-hmm. And even just saying that, like, he didn't even say, this is, this is how great Jesus is, is he didn't even say, uh, be healed or go home. He's healed or anything. All he did was was recognize the faith of this centurion, mm-hmm. and and thought it. He, he didn't even yeah. have to. He didn't. He thought for this guy to be healed. Yeah, That's it was just. Power. Yeah, it was just knowing Jesus, knowing the fact that that centurion, that Roman, had the faith. In Jesus, that's all it took. It was Jesus saying, I see your faith, and he healed him just because of the faith that he saw in him mm-hmm. or heard. You know, and we've seen we've seen this already happening, but what was another cool part of the story is the fact that now even these Gentiles are, um, they're already starting to be grafted in, you know? Yeah. So verse 10 goes on to say, when the, when the messengers uh, who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Dude was up walking around. Yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I like this so next now, one. I know. It, it's a good one. And I, I'm trying to figure, I, I was trying to think if this, is this the first time this is the first time, of course, within our story or within what we're following in Luke that he's going to raise somebody from the dead. Yeah. Is that correct? Or did we? I think so. That? Yeah. I don't I don't remember him doing something up to up, up to this point in the book of Luke. So what we're going to see is uh, now forgive me if I mispronounce the name of the city, but it must have it was it was near Nazareth and it was uh, Nyan or Nan. Um it was a it was a city, and uh, so they're walking into the city. And as they approached the city gate, there there was a de- there was a guy being carried out. He was dead, and uh, completely dead. He, they were carrying him out in like an open topped coffin. Uh, I think we can see it in some translations as like a beer, b e i r a bear. And anyway, <clears throat> everything that I looked at it is more like an open topped casket. Is what it was like. I was wondering, what and the that reason was that this it. is significant, yeah, and the reason that this is significant is because uh, we're looking at this, the only son of a widow. So she's already gone through the loss of her husband, and we already know after um, from previous podcasts and everything that widows uh, were. Um, they eventually did get shunned. If they didn't have anybody to take care of them, they were get they were shunned from society for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why, but um, 
so that's what that's why this is kind of a significant part in this in this story because of course we're going to look in as we as you get to reading the Bible and see that um Jesus is teaching people that is part of part of being a Christian or being a believer in Jesus and following uh Jesus's ways is to uh take care of widows and orphans. Yep. I I love this next part. It's 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 about to come up when the Lord sees her. Uh, Which one? Go ahead, Marshall. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, so in in verse 13 it says when the Lord saw her his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Mm, that right there, I mean, mm-hmm. could you imagine you're essentially in a funeral procession carrying your loved one, your last remaining loved one from the sounds of it, to go bury him. And On the brink of getting shunned from society. Yes, and then Jesus passes by you and... Saul sees your heart and says, don't cry. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, mic drop. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and so here's the other part that uh, the reason that it's in there is because it holds some sort of significance. And like he, what he did, what Jesus did with the leper and touching the leper. Of course, Jesus Jesus is not concerned. He's come to fulfill the law. He He's not concerned about being unclean. But the reason that it's in here, he came up and touched the, the bear, the beer or bear on which the body rested, the coffin, which would have made him in any other any other time, any other person would have walked up and touched it. They would have been considered unclean and would have had to follow whatever that ritual was for, for cleansing. Um, Jesus ain't concerned about that. Um, he touched this casket and said, young man, arise from death is what mine kind of yeah, adds is arise. Um, yeah, go ahead. To, Go back to your point when when Jesus touched the bear, like you said, they were carrying him, and the bearers, the men, the, the gentlemen who were carrying the casket, they stood still because, like you said, it, mm-hmm. he would you know usually you you would be considered unclean, so they were probably looking at him like like what are you doing like that don't don't do that now you're unclean that's gross you know <laughs> this is a dead person right but Jesus is like yeah. nah I'm not worried about yep. that. <laughs> I'm bigger than that, you know? And it, it was like, it was that, it was kind of like that scene. If you picture this, if you will, that uh, like shock and awe, like, oh, no, no, he didn't. He didn't just touch that. Did he? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the, then, then the next surprise happens and this guy just sits up in the casket. Could you imagine all those <laughs> people's faces when, when this dude sits up in the casket they got him obviously probably wrapped up like they didn't embalm back then so um so but they they obviously probably covered him with something and all of a sudden he just gets up and he starts speaking yeah i mean think about that you're carrying your loved one who's passed away and then all of a sudden this this guy just pops up out of the casket fully alive i'm sorry but if that were me i'm dropping the casket and i'm running and i'm freaking out Right. And so, you know, and it's, it goes on in verse 16 here to say that fear and profound awe gripped all of them. And of course, what, what do you do when, when that happens? 
you you can't help but glorify, you can't help but praise uh, Jesus for doing what he did. And then again, like we've seen so far in the story, he's always telling people just to don't, it's not his time. It's not, a, it, you know, it would have been, he would have urged people to try and keep this to themselves. But when something like that happens, you can't contain that. Oh, I mean, no, absolutely I'm not, not limiting God's power as far as like that goes, but people are going to want to talk about it because it's such, it, it's inspiring. And they did. They went and spread the news all throughout the, the surrounding country. Yeah. Yep. So now we're going back to, we're going to see John the Baptist in prison as we get further into chapter seven here. Now, I want to go back and kind of recap what what John is. John was uh, John the Baptist was um, in the spirit of Elijah. He wasn't Elijah reincarnate. You know, he was um, it was in the spirit of Elijah. So, of course, he was still a a, a sinful, uh, having moment of doubt human being. Um and from what we've seen so far early on in the chapter that he he preached a message of redemption they they both preached the same message Jesus and John the Baptist and then moving forward in this chapter we're going to see his, just that little bit of doubt in John like because John being the human and a Jew still expecting this worldly conqueror yeah because he's he's sitting in prison, he's sitting in prison. He's he's alone, and why why doesn't Jesus come save me if he's the if he's the true Messiah? And this is all the thoughts going through his head as he sits in prison. Mm-hmm. So so John sends some of his disciples uh, to bring word. Um, he, he so it says in like as we uh, verse nineteen, John called two of his disciples, sent them to the Lord. And they said, "Are you?" They were asking. They said, "Hey, John. John sent us. He wants to know: Are you the expected one? Are you the Messiah, or should we look for somebody else?" He was. He's. Am I really supposed to be in prison? I'm. I should be out here on the front lines with you, Jesus. But they, of course, we know Jesus had other plans. You know, it was. Yeah. John the Baptist did his job. He paved mm-hmm. the way for Jesus. Yeah. And so. So what is what does Jesus do in response to that question? Well, he heals he heals all these uh, all these different people, Clean, cleansing of the spirits, the blind, the lame, <clears throat> uh, sicknesses, and then he says he said after he's done doing that, he says go tell John what you just saw, and uh, the poor have good news preached to them, blessed. Is he who does not take offense at me? When John messengers left, Jesus began speaking to the crowds about John. And so I really don't. Do you have anything to add onto that part there, Marshall? Not, not really. It's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, there's not a whole lot to really dig into that. Okay, so he he reminds them that so it, it, in starting in uh verse 24 there. He said, when John messengers left, Jesus began speaking to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? But what 
uh, did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing, entirely unsuited for the harsh wilderness? Those who wear splendid clothing and live in luxury are are in royal places. But what did you actually go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you. So he's he is concreting the fact that he's still giving um, John the the creditation uh, that he deserves. I mean, he did pave the way, and he we're going to see Jesus reference back in verse twenty seven the uh, a prophecy. Mm-hmm. of what John's job was. So, and then in verse 28, he says, I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. So he's he, he's pretty much saying that John's just a man, and he's trying to... um He's trying to send these messengers back. Well, the the messengers had left, but what he did, the idea of what that was, to, is to instill the faith in, uh, in John, what his mission was on this earth. Yeah, I was just looking up some of the stuff that I was kind of reading on before, as I was kind of preparing for this in on line here. Okay, so what it says here um, under like some of the EnduringTheWord.com stuff, um, <clears throat> it says, are you the coming one or do we look for another? It says, uh, other passages indicate before this, John clearly uh, recognized Jesus as the Messiah. His doubt might be explained because perhaps he himself had misunderstood the ministry of the Messiah. Perhaps John thought that if Jesus were really the Messiah, he would perform works connected with a political deliverance of Israel, or at least the deliverance of John, who was in prison. So that's basically what I had said earlier. It's it's interesting that, that John was kind of doubting things because, uh, you know, I as we all know, he was preparing the way for Jesus, baptizing people. And wasn't he related to Jesus in some way as well through the lineage? Yeah, cousin cousin i think yeah. that's why i thought yeah so it, it's interesting see you think about it even john the baptist like he says you know no one's greater than he uh you know it's even john had a time of doubt with jesus and about jesus so you know every, everybody's gonna go through at some point in time Right. Yeah. And that's what the the idea of going through this chapter is to look at how do we <clears throat> how do we apply this to uh, our lives nowadays? And what we can see here is that we are all going to have that time where we don't necessarily put our full <clears throat> faith and trust. <coughs> excuse me. In. In Jesus and what his and what his will is for our life. Our- well, and even you can see that this was a testing of John's faith. I believe Jesus uses offered this situation when he was in prison or in jail to test his faith, and clearly it did. It it, it shook John a little bit enough to question things. That is one thing I do remember. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've got. Um, Hey, why why don't you come over here real quick and and say that? How how should I have put that differently? Ashley is going to make an appearance on the podcast here. So hold on just a second. How should we have, how how should I rephrase that a little better? Uh, I don't know that I would have said it that way. I mean, because it's not that we don't follow the Lord. It's just 
that we all have times where we fall victim to uh, temptation or we have times where we fall victim to um, weak moments. Mm, Yeah, that's a valid point. I like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, we just need some of that Ashley wisdom on the podcast. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh goodness. But that does that does kind of bring me to uh a kind of a passage in uh let's see here what we were looking at in James and maybe I can find that a little quicker this turn around uh than me trying to look it up. Um tempted. Let's see. All right. Do not be misled. Every good thing is given. I'm looking for the uh, 13. No, I was looking for the um, part in James where it says our trials, our trials help us help increase our faith. Mm. Trials are a good thing. And it's, uh, oh, be be assured here. It's it's, uh, James chapter one, verse three, be assured that testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Let that endurance have its perfect result and do a through work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. Yep. So that's that's something that we could take away from. Yeah. From what John was experiencing, you know, it's even in your trials, yeah, and I, you know, I think that anybody, I think anybody who who is a Christian or has been a Christian for a good period of time um, can attest to that. Uh, that when you go through a trial like that, if you're looking at it from the right way and from your heart, and you're listening to Jesus in that moment during that trial, uh, it's going to do nothing but strengthen you and make you a better person and bring you closer to God. I mean, I can attest to that myself when I was going through my divorce. That was probably the lowest point in my life at that point in my life. And I was closer to God then than I've ever been, even to this day, um, because you're just so desperate and you're so curious and you have questions and you're just you're you want to know everything and why God is allowing to do or allowing to happen what's what's going on, and so you're just searching and searching and searching. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> let's get to the end of this little passage and go on to uh, onto the next example here. Um, Jesus goes on to say. Uh, He's talking about them, uh, talking about the, this generation of people that he's talking to, and uh, he he's like, "You guys, you guys said that this guy had a demon. You say I'm drunk with wine. Uh, they're like children sitting in the marketplace calling to one another." He's he's like, "I can't. Nothing we do not, is going to make you guys happy." Yeah. What is? <laughs> I just. What is a dirge, or a dirge? Dire, is it like a song? A dirge. <laughs> it says, it says that it says we played the pipe yeah. for you. You did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. I'm assuming it's some sort of a song or dirge. something like that. It is. It's uh, pertaining to must be, um, must be like a morning, a, a morning song or a morning uh, of some sort because it says in in per, a melody. Pertaining to, it says, because it says pretending to be at a funeral. 
so probably some sort of some sort of mourning or uh, something of the sort. Uh, I see, Aaron. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think Ashley is probably going to end up taking your spot because she keeps on uh, having the answers to all of our questions in the background. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking today about a uh, little little side note here about uh, another little. Uh, something a little spinoff of our normal podcast here. And we were going to start doing something together um, mm. marriage wise and, and nice. do a marriage study and, and stuff together. So hopefully that's coming in the future. We'll see, uh, you know, as you all know that <laughs> we, we have plenty of interruptions when the kids are preoccupied, let alone if me and her were doing it, <laughs> how many interruptions would we have for them coming in because they miss us, but that's a good thing. You know. That is a good thing. I think an hour long podcast will probably take you guys a couple hours to get through because of the kids, but maybe you can, maybe you can make the podcast about family and marriage. Well, it's going to be it, it, the idea of it is to, is to do a spinoff of like, it, it's like once a month to get together, talk about uh, different, yeah, different things you know, hmm. as a couple. So we'll see. Yeah. Call it, call it life okay. interruption. So here, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So moving on, let's see what I, you're going to have to, this part, you're going to have to correct me. Um, if I, if I misspeak or if I, uh, because we're going to see that one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to come to his house. And uh, while they're sitting there, there's there's a woman, uh, she's a sinful woman, I guess is all it says. There was a woman in the city who was known as a sinner. <laughs> yeah, okay. she, yeah, she was living a sinful life. Yeah, but so she's going to come in. We're going to see her enter the scene with a really expensive bottle of, uh, of perfume in an alabaster vial. And so we can take this a couple of ways. She's she's recognizing that Jesus has come as the Messiah to die for our sins. And what did they do when they uh, uh, during that time when somebody died? They would put this. They would perfume, perfume. the body yeah. of the dead. Make so, it smell better. Yeah. So yeah. So she's going to. She's recognizing the fact that Jesus has come to die for our sins, and that's why we're going to see her break this bottle of perfume and. It's the most expensive thing she has. So it is technically her um, life savings, her giving up everything. It's like her offering. To be, yeah, to come to Jesus and in full uh, submission to mm-hmm. Jesus. So yeah, I mean, what is she, she immediately. And here's another thing that, that, go ahead. No, I was going to say she immediately. I mean, it says uh, she. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping. I mean, she, I mean, she was immediately submissive to him, like you said. All that we should okay, and we've talked. Have we talked about this before? Or has that been one of the other Bible studies? Anyway, um, when people entered a house in those days, they would wash their feet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And normally, yeah, the person that, that would wash their that would wash these feet, yes, yes. And so Jesus's feet hadn't been. Uh, nobody washed his feet, and yet here she is. She she comes to 
she takes down her hair, which was a big no-no at the time. And it's, uh, and it, it, what she was doing in this circumstance is not, uh, it's, let me think of, let me think of the word here. Um, intimate, but it's not, it's not like what we would take as like a sexual intimacy, but that's what a woman would do. Like if she was around her husband, she would take down her hair, um, to show comfortably. Yeah. You know, that's just what she could do, but she is comfortable around Jesus. She, she's recognizing him as the Messiah and, um, she's taking down her hair for, in a symbol of love towards Jesus, but not the type of love that we would consider like, not, uh, in a sexual attraction type of love. You see what I'm saying, Marshall? Oh yeah, most definitely. But it's a, it's a full on love, which is what she's symbolizing with taking her hair down. And she's going to kiss and wash his feet, which is what we should all do because we, we should all strive to, we should all fall and we all do eventually fall or will come the end of days. If you haven't already, we will all fall at Jesus's feet. That's a given. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is going to happen. And I, I, I advise men, all you men out there, um, if you haven't already, um, go get yourself a nice little bowl of warm water and get a rag and go uh, surprise your wife and and wash her feet uh, and see how that goes for you. I've done it before. And you talk about an intimate moment with your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll bring on the tears. <laughs> There's a lot of meaning behind that. There is. Yeah, there's a lot more than just just rubbing or washing of feet. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so she course, began what to... Is Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like it says, you know, she stood behind him at his feet weeping, <laughs> and then she began to wet his feet with her tears. And like Aaron was saying, because her hair was down, uh, she she wiped her... Uh, she, she, she wiped her his feet with her hair. And then kissed him, and then poured the the perfume on him. Yep, that's what uh, I'm glad you kind of came back to that because I I did kind of um, not go into it in great detail. It was an anointing of his, you know, like I was what I was talking about. It, yeah, that's the word I should have thought of earlier. Is he? She was anointing, like prepping um, in advance Jesus's body for his death burial, uh, and that's what that's what the idea was behind that perfume. Yeah. And so this Pharisee whose house they're in, he's he still doesn't see the significance of it. And uh, he's he's like, man, if, if this guy would know what this uh, woman has done, he wouldn't even have allowed her to touch him. Yeah. Just think about it. You're you're this Pharisee and you're, you're with a group of people and you're just thinking to yourself. If this guy knew who she was, the sinful woman she was. He wouldn't allow her to touch him. And he's just thinking that to himself. He's just probably just kind of mumbling to himself. Because mm-hmm. Jesus hears him. And then what does Jesus, is, what what is Jesus do? He's going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah. Whether he's thinking it or voicing it, he uh, Jesus hears him. And what does he do? He answers him with a parable. And he, and he says, hey, si- Simon, which is the Pharisee's name, I have something to say to you. He's like, say it. He's like, there's a there's a money lender that had two debtors. One owed him five hundred denarii, the other fifty. 
When they had no means of repaying the debts, he freely forgave them both. So which one of them will love him more? Which one of them, Marshall, would you think would love him more? Well, as Simon's replied, you would you would suppose it was the one who had a bigger debt, but that's not the case. Yeah. Well, he did he he did clarify that the one that forgave um, the the idea that he's made that he's driving home here is like she is, and this is my I, I guess this is my interpretation of it is that she has uh, so much sin, so of course she's gonna be mm-hmm. if, if he forgives her, which he is going to forgive her that uh, she'll be that much more thankful because she is that she has that much sin. You know, she has 500 denarii of sin as opposed to, you know, she'll be more thankful. And that's, yeah. And, and my bad, Jesus says you have judged correctly. So he, he was correct. Simon was correct by saying what he said. Okay. So check this out. Um, Let's see. 44, uh, Verse forty four. There he turns to the he turns to the woman. He said to Simon. Uh, then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, "Do you see this woman? I came to your house, but you failed. This is what we were talking about earlier. Um, but you failed to extend to me the usual courtesy shown to a guest. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, demonstrating her love. We, we just mm-hmm. covered that. Yeah. You gave me no welcoming kiss." That was custom at the time was to welcome with a kiss. Um, But from the moment I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You didn't even anoint my head with ordinary oil, but she has anointed my feet with costly, rare perfume. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. This is the faith that she had. She had no expectation coming into this that Jesus was going to uh, bless her in this way. But yet she had the faith that Jesus could save her, mm-hmm. that she he could stop all of this sin that she was in. Yeah. And then here he is. Your, your sins are forgiven. Yep. And then Which, at of the course, very that upset end, some people. It did. It did. But at the very end, and... And man, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll read 49 and then 50 because this just gets me. Uh, so verse 49, Go he ahead. says, "The other, yeah, the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who who even forgives sins?'" So they're like Aaron said, they are questioning Jesus and what he's doing. But the part that gets me at the very very end of this is Jesus said to the woman, "Your faith has saved you." Go in peace. I read that today when I was at my doing physical therapy. I laying into bed, uh, putting heat on my back and stuff, and and I was laying there for ten minutes. And I was reading through this, and I read that at the very end, and my tears, my eyes started to tear up. I was just like, I mean, just picture mm-hmm. it, Jesus, your faith is, and that, and that's that's what we've all done, right? Our faith in Jesus, us accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. It saved us. I mean, Jesus down on the cross is what saved us, but our faith in him, if we didn't accept him and what he's done for us, we wouldn't be saved, right? Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be Christians. We have to accept him. So it's that faith. And then he says, go in peace. I'm just like, it's another mic drop moment by Jesus. (laughs) 
Yeah. And what we can take from that is, you know, he says go in peace, but where is our peace ultimately found? In Jesus. In My Jesus, uh, yeah. this amplified version goes on this amplified version goes on to say free from the distress experienced because of sin. Mm. So what is you're still going to sin. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, through that faith and trust, you have peace. And you can ultimately be free from the distress of sin. And that is so because true. Because Jesus has fulfilled that. He has paid the price for that. Yeah, that, that, that is so true. I mean, I can, I can testify myself that, you know, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian since I was 13 years old. Now, does that mean that I haven't sinned? since I was 13 years old? <laughs> Absolutely not. I have sinned so many times, more times than I can count right. on my fingers and my toes, you know, but, and, and, and it's not an excuse to sin, but I know that Jesus has forgiven me and he died on the cross for my sins. And that peace that I have from that, I know that, okay, he's forgiven me. Now let's work on this and not do that again. But I have that peace knowing that God loves me so much. He died on the cross for my sins. That I'm forgiven. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. And so I can go on my life working on myself, bettering myself, and still pursuing him, knowing that he's there for me. Still having that confidence in Jesus. A confidence. That's the word that that you have. Even though you are still in a sinful body, you have confidence through Christ. Absolutely. All right. Marshall, that is chapter seven. We made it through it. Made it through. Hey, it's been a while since we made it through a whole chapter. I know, I know. That was actually pretty good. I feel good about that. Hey, I love it. That's um, a good chapter. It was good. I, I really like that chapter. So, all right, man. Well, I suppose we ought to get off here, go decide what's for dinner. And uh, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Of course, I told you earlier that I would give out, um, we're looking for sustainable sources of, constant sustainable sources of coffee and beard oil and beard treatment. <laughs> and uh, you can send, you can send any sponsorship donations. That's what I'm going to call them. Sponsorship donations to PO box 92 Grangeville, Idaho 83530. It's just that easy. It's that easy guys. Ship it to us. <laughs> it's you're, you're you're we will we will take care of y'all say we will we will push your product uh for for a good while we will show it off and hey we will enjoy it because like aaron and i were saying at the beginning of this we are a couple bearded brothers we love our beards we love our coffee and we love taking care of our bodies with our coffee and taking care of our beards with some of them beer products mm-hmm. <laughs> i do i do love coffee you can imagine drinking a pot or better a day Go through a lot of coffee. Oh, man. Coffee is like a comfort food. It's a comfort drink. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Oh, and uh, as always, if you guys have any questions, want us to cover something, want any prayer requests or anything, please reach out to us. Mail at undauntedpursuit.com. That's always open. That's always available. It comes through on my phone. And anything you want to ask Marshall or whatever, uh, he can see it. Or um, we actually have two emails. Marshall, I think you can see undauntedpursuit at gmail.com. Um, so you can use either one of those. Or 
check us out. Check us out on the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Message us on either one of those. Get involved in our page. And most importantly, get on to Apple. Give us a good rating. Give us a good review. That helps boost our credibility, helps get noticed better. And uh, share this with somebody this week. Share this episode. Share this podcast with somebody. Get out there. Help spread the word about this. And uh, Spotify, I think they only let you do ratings on there. Give us a good rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Marshall, am I missing anything? But YouTube, man. Go on to YouTube. We only have audio on YouTube right now, but... In the not-so-far future, we will have video. Aaron and I are working on that. We're working towards that, trying to learn and get that figured out and put together. But in the time being, if you still go like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube, that helps us out tremendously too. Uh, and it's not about just getting followers and all that good stuff, but it's just getting the word out. That's that's the most important about all this is getting the word out. That's why we want sponsors. That's why we want you guys to follow us, like us, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. It's about getting God's word out to the world. It's not about getting all this stuff so we can make money or – yes get cool products or anything like that. That's great. And it's, it's a nice little pep, but um, getting the word out is what this is all about. So please do all these things for us. We appreciate you guys more than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Like you said, Marshall, that your guys' rating and reviews, you guys are what power this podcast. You guys are what you guys are the ultimate sponsors of this podcast. We couldn't do this without your ratings, your reviews, Apple, and YouTube allow you to write a written review. We want to see that. We'll read it if we see any on there. And help us spread the word about this. Spread the word of God. Um, do something good for somebody this week. I, I Do that and share the podcast with them. If this has touched your life, touch somebody else's. Yeah, Pay it forward. It. Keep on pushing along. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Marshall. What do you say? I say that's a great idea. That's all I got. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you later. Life is not about what we can own. And it goes to show. Because I've been working for so long. To what end, I do not know. Can you see? Are you free? Are you tired? I'm pushing back to sleep. Can you see? Are you free? Are you tired? I'm fighting back the dreams. Are you free? Stuck in this house. We lock the door ourselves and can't get out But if we could flee, you and me We could sail the open seas, cheating death and living free Can you see? Are you free? Are you tired? Pushing back to sleep, can you see? Are you free? Are you tired? Fighting back the dreams, 
Are you free? 